Hey, buddy. Hey. What are we doing? Well, this is uh, our first little foray into a project that you have dubbed Dream Drop Long Distance. Obviously, based on, if you're a Kingdom Hearts fan, the Dream Drop Distance game in the series. But the name comes from the fact that most of Kyle and I's friendship has stemmed over being long distance, uh, whether that be, you know, three hours or currently more than three hours by plane. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) Yeah. We basically lived on opposite sides of the border uh, or like on opposite side, like borders of Louisiana at the time. So I was closer to Texas and you were right off like Mississippi. Yeah. Northwest versus Southeast. Yeah. Yeah. So. That was always really interesting. I mean, granted, thank God land parties became a thing. Honest, like, I, I will say, I as much as I love you, I think that Halo 3 online kept the relationship alive. <laughs> Absolutely. God. And the crazy thing is I barely even remember those days. I know. I really don't. But it, it was so critical, though, to to our to like my, the, the friendships that I have today. Mm-hmm. God. I remember the, like, really vague things. Like the amount of times we played uh, the trash compactor level or, oh my gosh, or yes. duck hunt. <laughs> um, those little things I remember a lot. But outside of, I mean, I can't remember all the people we played with. I remember you, maybe Justin occasionally. But yeah, that was that was always fun because I didn't, you know, what what, what I'd go to my dad's maybe once, twice a year something like that yeah, so yeah 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 i feel like it was it felt more often than that it felt like we saw each other more often than that. I, I yeah yeah i can't remember well i guess do we want to do like a quick little like bio and just like how we met kind of thing yeah 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 so uh, I'll, I'll start we are using kingdom hearts as a reason to reestablish our friendship and play through it from start to finish from one to the, all of the side games to all of the many, many side games, three, and maybe who knows after that, by that point, with how long that's going to take. I don't know. But we're taking it slow. We're going to chat through it. And we're going to, we're, we're playing on critical mode or proud wherever possible. Yeah. I'm Kyle. I work for uh, 9 to 5 Google right now, a tech blog. We cover Google stuff, but that's the last thing that I want to talk about because <laughs> as we're recording this, I am just coming out of hours and hours of covering Google IO. And that's the last I want to talk about that. Uh, I honestly do not remember how old I was when I met Mitch. I do not. Oh, I can tell you exactly. And because I, this is like one of my favorite stories to tell. So my name is Mitch. I am a cinematographer in the film industry. Uh, I know just completely different. I guess not completely different fields. We're both kind of techie, but Kyle and I met when I think you were like 11 and I was 12, I believe is what it was. I think so. I thought it was closer to eight, but dang, I'm glad. It might've been, honestly, it might've not, it might've been eight because it was when you were in, you were just getting into boy scouts. Cub scouts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cub scouts. So whatever that age range is, I I wasn't in scouts. I don't know. For those who don't really know us completely, it's a funny story. So uh, my dad used to live next door to Kyle's parents Apparently, like my dad and his dad, funny enough, both named Glenn. They bonded over that. Yeah, <laughs> but we never, we never really like hung out together until one of the neighbors had a barbecue, and my dad's like, "Hey, we're gonna go over to this barbecue." I'm like, "All right, cool." And we go over there, 
And I just remember your dad walks in and his like scout outfit or whatever it was coming from <laughs> and you had yours on and they introduced us and it was immediate. Like, I was kind of like, like, Dork. Hey, hey. like, Hey, what's going on, man? How are you? How are you? Da, da, da. And you were just a little kind of quiet, a little bubbly, but kind of quiet kid. And we were trying to figure out, like feel each other out. And then I don't remember how it came into talking about it but we started talking about video games and you mentioned you playing a game called kingdom hearts and i'm like whoa 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 you're playing kingdom hearts too and you were like yeah and we just got to talking about it and then we realized we both had an xbox and we realized we both played Yu-Gi-Oh, and it was just immediate like all right well we're best friends now shit (laughs) (laughs) and then yeah it's so it's like who if if I would have told my dad like I don't know if they're going to that barbecue I don't know if we'd have really hung out, which oh, is no, very sad to think about. The that, the bad timeline. You yeah, think this I, is the bad timeline some days, but that was the bad timeline for sure. That's that's the dark timeline. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, shit. What is it now? That's been good. God, man. I like, mean, that game came out in two thousand and two, so wow, I was yeah. definitely eight years old at, at the time that it came out. Yeah, I was maybe nine or ten. And then it's so funny because it's that game is now that game series is one that we both love and is now like transitioned into our very like getting into now like kind of prime adulthood, which I think is hilarious that, you know, we sat for four years waiting, being like, oh, my God, Kingdom Hearts 2 is never going to come out. This is taking forever. (laughs) And then... The unicorn that is Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> what was it? It's been 15 years. Like people are that had that were kids who played two already now have like elementary school kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the developers know that. And we'll talk about that probably a year from now by the time we actually get around to playing that game. But I know. Yeah. I know. I mean and then we could also, at some point, we're going to talk about the uh, test trailer for Kingdom Hearts 4 that came out. Yes, yes. Yeah, well, um, you know, actually thinking on just because it's going to be so long before we ever get to it. I don't know if you heard about this, but in Kingdom Hearts 3, the entirety of Let It Go is played in a cutscene. <laughs> Start to finish. I don't know if I want to play Kingdom Hearts 3 anymore. <laughs> <laughs> God, that just sounds torturous. Right. Okay, yeah, we'll get around to it. I had a feeling as like, there's no way this IP isn't going to get used. And the moment I heard there was a frozen world, I was like, ah, oh, mm-hmm. okay. But we'll, we'll dub into that later. But I think for this episode, we were going to start right from the beginning, from that opening piano, those couple of keys, that heart felt just like, oh, man, I'm, it's crazy. And, and so it's Kingdom Hearts Final Mix. Mm-hmm. the OG and yeah man I was I it was kind of um kind of weird hearing it not for the first time but after you know almost two decades and immediately remembering that feeling I got the first time I heard it and being like this is beautiful uh, right such a track such a track timeless almost as iconic as simple and clean itself Oh, don't I don't know about that, but maybe the the fact that that song and those songs have 
in essence survived almost two decades it's like yeah. people people claim that like you know all-star by smash mouth is <laughs> well, that one that will never die i don't know man this is one where i feel like anybody can jam to it forever you know that's the interesting thing i i heard that uh utada played coachella when last month and some people were treating her like a like a like a, a hot new k-pop act or something like that like Kingdom Hearts and its music is still just like kind of niche in its own way, which is sad. I mean, but that's like that's any time you get into these like when they do like video games live. The only people that are going to go to them are people who know video game music. Um, yeah. And because like nobody if you're not a Legend of Zelda fan, like you don't know what the Ipana song or like Song of Time, and all these other little things like that. Or if you've never played Final Fantasy, like you don't know. I think it's called Tifa's Sorrow. It's like the song that plays whenever Tifa gets killed by Sephiroth and Cloud kind of. You have to be a part of those fan bases to really feel. But that is also, I did not know she was at Coachella. I still wouldn't have gone to Coachella, but I probably would have <laughs> right. like tried to tune in or something. She did like four songs from what I could find, which is like weird. I, I apparently I don't know enough about Coachella if that's like normal to only do four songs. Not really. To I do mean, a 10 she, minute set. Like, I mean, she's pretty small. Where? Where is she? Is she Japanese or Korean? Japanese, or? Yeah. Japanese. Okay. I was wondering. Yeah, she was a really big pop star for the for the day. Oh yeah. No, I mean she was especially when Kingdom Hearts One came out. That simple yeah, exactly. clean was everywhere. She's only like ten years older than us. They they're wow. only like ten years older than us. That's crazy. I guess. But I mean I mean well that makes sense. I mean she was probably eighteen, nineteen when she when they made the song. So Yeah. Um yeah. wow. That's cool. I wonder if they still get royalties off of that. Oh, I hope so. I Imagine. hope so. Like, that's, <laughs> that'd be wild. If they can retire on that. Oh, I bet. I bet they can. I would not doubt they are sitting quite well on that song. Especially because they probably had something in their contract where it was set up to, like, per, like, sale of the game. Like, even oh, a little yeah. bit. Because what has Kingdom Hearts sold over the years? Millions. I don't even. Yeah. And they're, they're very particular about their music, too. Like, mm-hmm. they, they all of the Kingdom Hearts games. I don't know if you saw it in the menus for the HD remix and everything. There's notices in the in the menus. And when you start the game, like, hey, you can stream this game all you want. But you can't set up a stream that's solely for music. I did not see that. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. It's, an, it's an interesting little tweak. And um, it, it, it makes sense. But it's like. Because, I mean, it's probably because of all the Disney songs in there, yeah. too, that they don't have the same rights to. No, I mean, yeah, it's it's all the little background. Any any kind of tune that possibly could be owned by Disney is going to be an immediate like, buy. Um, like yeah. They're, they're going to come after you with the full power of the mouse, baby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but let me think. OK, so past the music. So I released that part of the music. I mean, opening screen. Wow. Just. Sora sitting there with the the flag and the little piece of I forget what is what's in his mouth like a popsicle not a popsicle stick it's um a piece of flag a weed or something I can't remember but I just remember it was like the moment I saw it it was like wow okay we're back in it this is great I mean that opening voice of you know a scattered dream is a far off memory or I don't know yeah. like th- that opening just cloudy nightscape. We can transition now into the absolute masterpiece that is that simple and clean music video that they put together. 
still holds up, and I will put that against quite a lot of other openings to video games. Or just music videos in general. Like it really so is. It's good. a good it's a good music video. There's so much 2000s energy happening in that video. <laughs> like the the way that the text pops up on screen, the the, the yeah. distant memory. Like, you know, distant memory, distant memory mm-hmm. popping up in the Oh my god. And the the music, like the the remix, it had some more nineties vibes than two thousands, but it's it's just such a bop. Such a bop. Ugh. Their transitions in that music video are so good. And like the him walking to the beach and the water receding back. And I know it's supposed to be like a tsunami, but the wave is only like four feet taller than than Riku is. But either way, it, you know, him running towards him and it blowing them both over. But then that transitioning into the water scene, that's just inc- just so well done. And I think, you know, at some point he's like flying backwards through the air but it's like the pixelated, like cut, cut away from that into that. And I don't know. I know it's hard to really explain because this isn't like a visual medium, but there was a team who expertly crafted this sequence to not spoil anything, but to get you very excited about these three kids that you don't know and the trip that you're about to go on with them. And uh, it's amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it does a better job than a lot of an- anime intros, which usually do give spoilers of like, oh, here's a character you haven't met yet. Oh, who's what's <laughs> Donald and Goofy doing here? Yeah, it was just <laughs> it was just on the three of them. Yeah. What what I noticed that I don't think I would have noticed as a kid is that it feels like Sora is a lot more desperate to get to Riku than he is to get to Kairi. Hmm. Like. Where he's like, oh, Kyrie, cool. Casual walk over. Riku. Wow. He's got to like reach out his hand and try desperately to get Riku. But again, it's like you're saying, it's all yeah. establishing the story that's about to unfold. Yeah. Which I find is funny and we'll talk about more later, especially in the Destiny Islands bits, where in that I agree. I think you see where he is more focused on reaching out for Riku than Kyrie. But I think it's the reverse of that in the actual gameplay. Because I feel like he's he was more worried about finding her than him at some point. But we'll, we'll get into that. But yeah, no, I thought it was really well done. So we, we get out of that and he's falling and you land on the first princess platform. Yes. <laughs> Dive into the deep. Dive into the deep. But okay, what was your... Which item did you keep? I am going for a magic build. So I, I took knew the, you were going to do the path of the myth, path, the mystic <laughs> went path of the mystic. I took the, took the staff and gave up the sword. Okay. Very cool. And then, so the shield was the one that was kind of blah. Okay. Now I'm going to let you guess what I picked. I mean, okay. Hang on now. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I know for sure that you gave that you gave up the staff. I'm sure of it. Oh, you are good. Positive. You are good. <laughs> now it's just a matter of whether you took the sword or the shield, and I feel like you mm-hmm. just wanting to get in there and get it over with. You probably uh, picked the sword rather than having more defense. Mm, you are incorrect. Dang. Yeah, buddy. Now okay. I decided. I I mean that was good. I do. 
I do find it funny that we were like, I knew immediately. I'm like, oh, he's going to pick the staff. No doubt. <laughs> um, but the fact that you were like, you knew me well enough to be like, oh, his staff, Mitch is throwing that in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> yeet that first thing. I don't know what he's yeah. picking, but he's yeeting that first yeah. thing right off. That is out. Uh, he does not give a flying fuck. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I. What did you think about? I thought the like the platform designs, the combat is still not terrible. No, it's it's better. Okay, so there's two things that are different playing it today than there were when we were playing it as kids. Okay. Uh, the first is that uh, they lost all of the code to the original Kingdom Hearts. No, so they had to make, <laughs> they had to make it from from scratch, or basically they. they I I want to guess that they rebased it all on Kingdom Hearts two code. So that's why there's things like the the triangle menu or the triangle actions are there where the triangle actions weren't there before. It just showed up. Oh, at, wow! It replaced attack. Remember? I didn't. And you know, not until you said it, do I remember that? But. Yeah, there actually wasn't a separate button. Everything was like the X or the circle button, I think. Yeah, and it was really confusing. And there were like a lot of extra menus and yeah. all that. Uh, the other thing that's different, I don't know if you know, you should have noticed this. I'm surprised it wasn't the first thing you said. We're playing this game in 60 frames per second now. I did notice. I didn't bring it up, but I was like, we we most we definitely are playing it in 60 FPS. Okay, I'm was, I'm glad that that's the case. I'm glad it's not the case on yours because I, I know it's the case on PlayStation Five. I wasn't sure if the four had at sixty frames too. It looks nice. It holds up. I'm pretty sure mine's play. It, it look either way. It looks way crisper than it used to. Yeah, especially in the animatics. Yeah, uh, I've noticed that is very clean. Uh, I mean, granted, you know, it's the 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 goofiness where, I, and I I notice a lot of this where whenever one character has proper face animation if there's a character kind of off to the side that's not saying anything they'll just have like the goofy like hmm, face like <sighs> like there's no, like that the, yet oh no the no emotion face i just yeah look around <laughs> oh, no they they do it a lot especially um there's some early interactions between riku sora and kairi when if like riku's talking sometimes or like when his actual voice actor is talking, they'll cut away, they'll cut over to Sora and his face has no emotion or is just like that, like static smile face. And I don't know why they decided to do that, but they cut, they, they cut between the actual animated faces and those still aren't bad. They actually hold up pretty good for a yeah. game that's freaking that's 20 years old. You just accept it for what it is. Yeah. If, you, yeah. if you're not looking for it to be, fully animated like yeah. i don't know la noir or something like that you're not gonna get that here like that's not what we're looking for it's cheap dialogue you know of course i will say it was fun to hop back in and to like honestly see some characters especially even like the final fantasy characters i haven't seen and like titus i, I was like yo yeah. what's up <laughs> or as a uh, this Waka calls him Titus or mm -hmm. something. Titus. It's like, no, no, Waka, no. I still, I couldn't get the girl's name. The one with like the really stiff bob cut. You know, I thought I wrote it down, but I don't think I wrote it down. She, she's, she's okay. Did you fight them? I fought, I fought Titus. 
Oh, you didn't fight Waka? The Waka fight's fun. No, I didn't get to fight Waka. I didn't speed run it, but I did, like, I was more interested in the story this go through than really trying to get a hold and, like, remember a lot of the stuff that I was doing. So I did pretty much everything but fought Waka, unfortunately. He was the only one I didn't really get around to. There's a Riku fight, which is hard. I, oh, my God. He whooped my ass. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I, I fought him like 20 times or something just to just to have a, a win on my record. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I got the one. I got mm-hmm. one. And uh, you could fight all three of the of the other ones. You know, Waka. Damn it. Titus. See, I and um, I didn't even know that. I can't remember the girl's name. I think it's because I haven't played the game that she's from that I can't remember her name. She's not memorable to me. She's not familiar to me. And then on the second day, which we'll get to, but on the second day, mm-hmm. you can fight all three of them at once. They gang oh, up on you. Oh, dude, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, uh, there's cool. so much little stuff on that little island. Yeah, damn. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's so funny because I did not remember the like the fetch quests that Kyrie has you do. Yeah. Did not remember that. It's um, foreign. Yeah. It's so foreign. Is it weird that the one thing I remembered from that island was the foot race between Riku and Sora to go? And like he's like, oh, yeah, uh, whoever gets back gets to, like, give her that fruit. I'm like, just one of y'all, like, back on her. Like, you both like her. Just <laughs> somebody suck it up. Right. Honestly. Yeah. But I thought that was a... There was a lot of little things in there. I will say I had no idea where those coconuts were at that she wanted. And <laughs> I, after about an hour and a half, I, I, I looked it up. An I, hour I, and a half. I just, I couldn't, I was like, where, I went up every tree on the island. And it was only when I realized, somebody was like, you have to hit the tree. I was like, you've got to be shit. <laughs> and I smacked them. And I was like, I was so mad. I was like, this is, I was like, it would have done... That's one thing I would have I said if they would have even shown that there might like a little circular thing on the tree to show that these were like where coconuts are. That would have been yeah. helpful. <laughs> yeah. Or, or something to indicate why one coconut is better than another coconut. Like, why do I need the yellow coconuts or the uh-huh. golden coconuts? Why can't I take the brown coconuts? What's wrong with the brown coconuts? Yeah. Well, like, so like there's one. Like, she's looking for a seagull egg. And I'm like, okay, which, where have I find? And I look up, and there's a seagull flying over a tree. I'm like, that is the kind of little thing where I'm like, great, that that's clever. I like that. But just to be like, oh, yeah, you have to figure out you need to hit a tree. It's like, no, guys, come on, we can do better than that. <laughs> yeah. What did you think about the, was there anything in, like, their friendship like interactions on the island that you didn't remember i didn't remember exactly how much of a prick riku was (laughs) we're calling it high wind (laughs) i I know the ship is going to be called high wind and i watched that cut that little scene so many times because i kept save scrumming i would just like like nope i lost the race again i gotta load it up again i lost again i gotta load it up again (laughs) yeah he is a little bit of a prick in that I will say I did not remember the Paupu fruit stuff. Really? It, just, it didn't register. Like, I was like, oh, man. I mean, I remembered it very vaguely that I was like, oh, they both liked her. But I didn't remember it like the lengths they were going to to try to impress her. Yeah. I did remember like they were supposed to be going out on a raft. 
Uh, I will say I did not remember. And what still, I guess, even now still confused me was the like the night where the storm is supposed to be coming in and he sees the the dark and he's in a bed, but it's on an opposite island. Yeah, there are there are a lot more islands to the Destiny Islands, which is something they sort of establish later, much, much later. Sort of. But they're talking about like their parents. I'm just like, where did yeah. any of this? Why does Sora never talk about his parents? Like, he yeah. clearly has parents that are shown. Like, you ever think about his, his mom? Sora, dinner's ready. Yeah, there's a... Sora? I, there was a line in there where there was a woman saying, like, Sora's dinner's ready, come on down. And just, he's gone. Yeah. And it's the only time you have any signifier that he actually has a family. Yeah, I mean, even even later on when he's talking about the things that he misses, he's like, what about my home, my island? He never talks about his parents. He's never like, oh, mom, I miss my mom. No. Yeah. Got over that real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. I don't know, his dad is probably a prick. Who knows? Um, <laughs> uh, okay, let's let's play a game. Three things immediately that you were like, oh, that's funny or like that's something I just don't remember being that campy. I'm just going to look at my notes here because I've definitely got I've got two. I've only got two, okay. I think. Okay, the, that's fine. N- the number one is um, the conversation with the brown rope guy. My full respect to the to the Disney voice actors out there who were responsible for this. I, I'm sure that there was translation issues and and cuts being made and who knows, right? actors don't necessarily know what they're do what what their line means when they're doing it in the studio what have you who knows it's it's like old, it's like rewatching old dragon ball z and then watching the same scene in dbz kai it's like okay this is way better yeah. because because sora is in the middle of a conversation with this brown robe guy where he's going on about one who understand or one who knows nothing understands nothing <laughs> he's he's going on. He's t- Sora's re- responding to, to this guy, and then in the middle of responding to him, says, "Huh? Where I did know. you come from?" I know. <laughs> what you've been talking to this guy? It it's it's yeah. <laughs> it's I can't I can't I have to just accept that it was meant to be read a different way and just live with that. But it, there it definitely there was some stuff lost in translation, but. I think it all it adds to a little bit of the the cuteness. <laughs> I guess. I don't really know. That's a weird I I that was that was probably one of mine, I will say. Um I also I will say my second one being <laughs> the running animations are so much better than I remember them being where there's one particular one I remember where they're both just like hustling running across the bridge to go meet Kyrie, and they are barely moving. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, why did they not translate? Because they gave them long legs and big feet and they're like, their legs are just they're rolling and they are moving at like half speed the entire way. It's like a weird mix on Baywatch, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just, I was like, guys, we had a chance to fix that after we lost the other code. <laughs> we could have, we could have. It's like when you watch Donald run, where his legs kind of flap to the sides. <laughs> yeah, but him doing that makes sense, because his legs are really short. 
And he's a cartoon. You, you have exactly. to accept certain cartoon things are going to happen when you're dealing with a cartoon. Exactly. But, th- but these are supposed to be more like people, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was one I, I just laughed at it the whole time. Every time they would do a running animation, uh, especially the one where like the race starts. And I don't know if you noticed. So they do like those quick like, like photo, photo, photo of like. Uh, like a two shot of them taken off down the beach or across the cliff. Two shot of their faces. It's like, you know, it's supposed to be in like this intense race shot. And then it immediately cuts to both of you standing there and then you actually start running. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, video game hand wave. I know, I know. It's like, hey, enjoy the magic, man. This is, this is what we could do in 2003. And two, yeah, 2002. Yeah, oh, so good. Just classic. Gotta love it. Another one that stood out to me it was uh, just so Mickey Mouse disappears. Yeah. They go through the Mickey's castle or the Disney castle. They show all the, the goings on at Disney castle. Mickey's gone. He leaves behind a letter and he's saying that he needs to go or he needs to find someone with a key. Mm-hmm. And my, my note says find someone with a key says Keyblade wielder Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Like, you have one. What do you need Sora for? You are a Keyblade Master. Why are you looking for Sora? It's it, it but it's. It, do they establish that he's a Keyblade user from the beginning? I don't remember. Which is what's one of those things you're going to have to hold on to and try to remember at the very ending cutscene. Yeah. Okay. Let's make sure to note that because I don't know why my brain remembers it being. At the end, actually, no, we're not going to go into that. Let's just yeah. let's say that they don't establish right now that he is a Keyblade wielder. And yeah. so and I, I'm just speculating at this point because like my brain is making up the scene where he pops up and shows he's holding one. But that sounds familiar. I feel like they. they, they yeah. But yeah. But I don't I don't know if that's true or not. I might be making shit up. So who knows? But I do agree. That is really funny. Also, I want to point out the peak comedy that is Donald going up to the giant door and then pushing through the little door. <laughs> the little one. Yes. Just classic Disney humor. And I thought it was amazing. Every scene with Donald Duck in it is my favorite scene. <laughs> yeah. Also, also dude, the animated scenes between Donald and Goofy still hold up really well. Like Goofy sleeping, yeah. and also okay, one note I will give: Goofy sleeping on a hill, covered in iron armor. Donald, rather than just kicking him, hitting him, anything to wake him up, decides to strike him with lightning. I mean, I, I imagine that if you're friends with somebody like Goofy for long enough, you just know what needs to be done. <laughs> it's just it's past that point. Like he, it's, but it's like okay, we're gonna electrocute him to wake him up it's like donald you got some anger issues motherfucker good god i mean everybody knows he has anger issues um but that always cracked me up it's like you could have set a fire under his butt you could have thrown water on him no no <laughs> hit him with a thunderbolt hit him with a lightning bolt cartoon violence very funny and it also esta- it's i think it's the only scene that establishes donald as a magic user until later much later yeah. on so in that way yeah all those opening like castle interactions 
were fantastic. Like the gummy ship scenes, I, I love. Anything with Chip and Dale, fucking wah. The gummy ship falling instead <laughs> of going forward. <laughs> I did not. I did not remember that. Um, where he's just like, he's like, that was actually pretty good. <laughs> he's like, we're going to blast, like blast off. And then it just stalls and drops down, down. And it's just goofy stuck to the window doing his whole like, I love, I love that, that, that your goofy impression was so loud and probably on point. The discord said, no, I'm canceling that out right now. That's noise, <laughs> sir. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, probably. Good God. It was funny because I felt like in those scenes, in a way that uh, Riku and Kairi and all them, when somebody wasn't talking, the other people weren't animated as well. Daisy and Minnie are so under-emotional compared to Donald and Goofy. And it like it shows because like their mouths barely move, their eyes barely move. I'm not really sure why Daisy is in the game. I don't either. I, I mean, other than to be like a love interest and because if Mickey's got two guys watching his back, I guess Minnie has to have somebody too. Yeah, I don't know. Just to, to, to bring the full crew, but I never really thought of... Daisy. Daisy is part of the full crew. I mean, I love her character on both in, I think, she, I don't even know if she has a part later in the game now. I think about it or like in the other games. I don't know. But I love Daisy as a character in other Disney properties. I thought, I think later on it's um, Annabelle the cow, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Or she comes up. That sounds kind of familiar. She comes up at some point. I might be thinking of the, hmm. the rubber hose black and white level. Yeah. In Kingdom Hearts, yeah, yeah, which yeah. still one of my favorite Kingdom Hearts levels of all time. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get around. We're so we're we're so far away from that. <laughs> we are taking it very slow. Uh, I know we are so far away from that. <laughs> yeah. So, are you familiar with with the final mix in general? Like, what final mix means in Kingdom Hearts games? Nope. Okay. So, what happens is the game releases in Japan, or it used to be. This stopped yeah. being the case after sometime after two. But uh, the game releases in Japan. Then, it, like usually a couple months or a year later, it releases in the United States with mm-hmm. new Disney-sanctioned voice acting and it, all English okay. and all that. And then a final mix would be released, which brings the new feature, some of the new features that come to the U.S. version to the Japan version, and then some new additional new features on top of that. Weird. Okay. Yeah, and keeps all the English voice acting. If uh, So, uh, for example, there are gummy ship missions, new weapons, new enemies, recolored Heartless. Some of the, some of the Heartless won't look the same Ooh. way that you remember a, a new Ansem's report. A second secret movie. Secret movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, secret ending. Like a- oh, yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. That's cool. I also didn't realize there were different color heartless. They didn't do that in the first game. They were all black. No, there there were some ones with different, like, you know, like the the red. um, Yeah. Well, they they had more fun with it. They had more fun with it. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. That's awesome. I didn't realize that. I also didn't realize there were more weapons. Yeah. I don't even know which ones there are. I'll have to look into that. But uh, additionally, there is also a extremely hard secret boss at the end of the game. Like, very, very hard, and uh, when you when you see the fight, you will feel familiar, and you you having played through the series may remember who it is. I 
if it's the guy that I think it is, he's a very well-known name. And it's at the end of the Hercules. No, that was in the... Oh, it's it's another guy? Yeah, that boss was already in the United States version. There is another boss that only made it to Japan. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. So um, so some spoily oilies for... for, uh, I'm not going to tell anybody at home, but uh, do you know who that is? You may remember who that is. I do I mean... No. I do not. Interesting. Well, we'll get there. Huh. When we get there, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you who you think it is at the end of the fight, and we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. But, yeah, there, there's a lot of changes that are coming to this, so it's not going to feel exactly the same as you remember it when you played it a long time ago. I will say, based on those pictures, I've got a, an idea of who it could be. Okay. okay. But I won't make any guesses yet. Okay. But, no, that's awesome. Yeah, I didn't realize that. That is super cool. So for anybody listening, so the difference really in the way like, which I think is going to be an interesting take on this is like I played Kingdom Hearts 1 and I played Kingdom Hearts 2 and I tried to play the portable games and just had a hard time with them on the handheld. I don't know. Chain of Memories on the handheld really turned me off. I was not a fan of the card based system. Yeah. But, I get what it was, and I think I might be more receptive to it now to give it a shot, but Kyle has played all of them. With some minor exceptions, yeah. With some minor. Which ones haven't you played? There was a... uh, to To even explain to you what this is, you would need to have played another game that you haven't played. So I, I don't even know where to start. Gotcha. There is there, okay, there is okay. a minor game that fits between Kingdom Hearts 2 and 3 that fills You're in a couple about story that, like, gaps. Like 2.8. Like re, re-something? Recoded or something? Nope, not even that one. Nope, not even talking about oh. that one. That one's just covered by cutscenes on the second disc. No, no, we're talking... I'm talking about the final prologue. It was a game that was released like a year or two before Kingdom Hearts 3 was that was only included oh. with a pack that came with Dream Drop Distance. What is this marketing? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's gonna, it's so confusing. So that's that's why I'm so glad that they have Kingdom Hearts com- Complete Collection or whatever. The, it's yeah. got everything. You can't get it wrong. Let's just play. That's and that's kind of awesome. It's insane, but it's awesome. Yeah. Well, we're going to play through them all. And we're gonna experience this journey together. Yes. So we've got uh, we've gotten through the we've gotten through the Destiny Islands now. Uh, at the beginning of Traverse Town, how are you feeling? How are you feeling about the game? How are you feeling? I mean, it. I'm pretty. I'm excited. I yeah. The moment I walked in and you see Pluto licking Sora and oh, yeah. Goofy and Donald <laughs> trying to like. He's like, oh, Pluto went that way. He's like, I don't want to listen to you and walks away. It's like, Donald, God, like, Donald, God damn it. Like, do you have to be such a prick? And but it and so in me, I, I knew immediately I remembered that bit because as a kid, I was like, Donald, go that way. <laughs> and, like, like yelling at Dora like she's going to do something uh, different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now I'm just like, Donald, you piece of shit. Like, come on, dude. This is obvious <laughs> but it's like okay i guess we're gonna have to go do a little quest to find everybody in this town that's like four square blocks 
I, I'm excited. I Traverse Town was one of my favorite maps in the first and the second game. And there's just a lot of um, a lot of Square Enix uh, love in that area, which I like a lot. And they're, you know, they, they give a lot of they give a lot in that level, especially for it being just like an opening. Like this is where the friendship of the three come together. And this is kind of where everything starts to mix. I don't know how. Like, what are you? How are you feeling about it? Yeah, man, I'm. Re- I'm really excited. I'm really excited. I'm, I'm having. I'm having fun watching, knowing what I know at the end, seeing some of the seeds that were planted at the very beginning. Like, um, do you remember how Kyrie was creating the necklace or the the yeah. charm? Yeah, yeah. So that's important. I know, I know. which is crazy to me. Like that. That ah, man, it's just it's so great to going through it again and, and catching the little things. And honestly, I'm just excited to to punch through Traverse Town because it was a good part. It was a good part. And it, and like you said, like the Square Enixness of it, because it was an original world rather than something that they had to take inspiration from Disney creation. They were able to just craft something their own. And I think it made it memorable. The music. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, yeah. The music is it's so lo-fi smooth and just like fun. But it is start, you know, it introduces you to like what you can start to expect from the worlds that aren't Disney property. Uh, and the I, I love that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, three, I guess. But. Uh, yeah, three. probably. I think it's, three. I mean, really, it's like, it's like once you get to the ending also, it's really, I mean, there's no Disney music in that. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm, I'm really stoked to, you know, keep pushing on with this one. And cause I, I'm pretty sure I remember what the first world you go to after this is. You got me beat. I don't remember. <laughs> I, uh, I I want to make a guess. Go ahead. Go ahead. I am trying to think. I'm pretty sure it's either you jump into the Winnie the Pooh book for the first bit. No. Just to like, or it's, Maybe. I'm trying to think, or it's Tarzan. No, Tarzan doesn't happen for a little while because there's the, no, no it's later. A, yeah, it's a little later. It um the I can only remember two of there's I know there's four worlds right at the beginning and I can remember yeah. three of them because Tarzan's one and that's always the fourth yeah. one. There's Agrabah, okay. which I think it might be Agrabah first. Maybe I forgot about Agrabah. Wow. Yeah, it's that. What that and Alice um, in Wonderland? Uh, I forgot about the Alice in Wonderland. When is Hercules? That there we go. There we go. Hercules. There it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So I don't think I Hercules, Hercules is first knew- though. But yeah, it's in there. No. I knew Hercules was early. Because they set you up for like here's the first fight of the tournament thing you can do. Come back but later. They estab- yeah. And they establish that as you progress in the game, you can come back and play more and do more. And uh, that's actually one of the things that we're going to need to do. I'll have to look at the exact uh, requirements for it all. But one of the things we need to do is uh, finish the Hades Cup to unlock the secret movie. Mm, okay. We don't need to do a whole lot, thankfully. Like if we were playing on standard instead of proud, thank God we're not. Yep. But if we, if, we're play, if we were playing on standard, we would need to find all 99 puppies seal every and seal oh. every keyhole. Instead of doing the 99 puppies, we can just finish Hades Cup. And seal every keyhole, including 100 Acre Wood. Well, that's great. Okay. Thank God. Because 
That's a lot. Yes, it is. I don't feel like spending that much time. I do it, but like, I'll just rack up the difficulty and not have to do that. Yeah. Well, yeah, man. Well, I think this is a fun little first episode. Yeah. 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 So we'll uh, reconvene. You and I will each play through to the end of uh, Traverse Town till we get into the gummy ship. Yes. I think that is a great starting point for the next bit because i feel like at that point i feel like a lot is about to get introduced yeah there's a lot of characters that are going to happen a lot of interactions i feel like i'm going to be taking twice as many notes as i did oh yeah for sure <laughs> it, they they throw a lot at you very quick and then they're just like go on an adventure so well sick man all yeah. right well we uh we'll jump back in at a later date all righty well it was good chatting see you next time Hey there, Kingdom Hearts fans. Thanks for listening to the episode. Dream Drop Long Distance is hosted by Mitchell Orsino and Kyle Bradshaw and is produced by Kyle Bradshaw. Our theme music was written and recorded by Alex McLean.